ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position, ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing, cause I be willing and dealing. Find me the trade, cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. Good evening, Thursday night football episode 113. The week one overreaction and beginning of week two here. We're just at uh, halftime in the Chiefs uh, Chargers game here. It's been a barn burner in the first half. Um, lots of great field goals and extra points. That's really the what I care about most, obviously. Uh, as you can tell, this is your man Scott Sidlow on the mic tonight. We have no other hosts with me, but that's all right because we have a host in spirit and a great guest, Mr. Matthew Poole at Maddie Big Chest on Twitter, freelance graphic artist. He also did these very own graphics that you could see if you're watching us on YouTube. Um, if you're listening, obviously you can't see it. If you can, that's pretty incredible. Um, but I bet that you can't. And so I would say if you check us out anywhere, or even if you see the little logo when you're listening to the podcast, um, that, that was all Maddie. And uh, it's become one of the most well-known logos in the biz. So we, we really appreciate that. We love it. And uh, thanks for joining me tonight, Matt. What's going on? Hanging out, man. Uh, you know, just excited for football. Excited, for, you know, praying for the Sabbath to come. <laughs> So, you know, of course, of course. Yes. The day of the day of football. Um, this yeah, is my yeah. first guest appearance this year, man. So I'm excited to be here. Yeah, really? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Awesome. That's good stuff, man. You, you always, you always come with the, the content and the takes and, um, it's always a lot of fun, man. So we're, we're in a couple weeks together, I think. And, um, I th- the one right now, this uh this debbie league that you're so uh graciously commissioning um <laughs> we're just taking you know three years to finish the draft um but it's it on 20 it's rounds looking fun man it's looking fun a lot of good people in there it's real competitive uh a lot of names people would know and um yeah man I, i'm excited to learn a lot i'm basically just donating to you guys in that league but I'm I'm hoping to take that knowledge and you know bring into my other forty dynasty league. So yeah, that's honestly what I wanted to do as well. I wanted to see who they were taking, so in my <laughs> other Debbie leagues, I could go take those players. You know, it's a win-win. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like I saw Cade Klubnik go so early, and I was like, oh, this guy's a freshman. I haven't done my freshman rankings yet. Perfect. I can go and take him in my other leagues, and I have him in like two other Debbie leagues now. There you go. And now he's sure to never see the field. But um, yeah, exactly. no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, well, you know, I want to get a little bit of your reactions from week one because, you know, here's here's my thoughts. And this is – I'm a little bit older than you, but uh, I've been watching football for a long, long, long time. And even before I was really deep into fantasy and dynasty – it was kind of always like you just throw week one out the window. Like it almost doesn't matter. And nowadays you have so many guys that don't play preseason. And so it basically is like their preseason, right? And so there's just people just freak out over everything. And it's just absolutely wild, man. So like I'm I'm one of those guys that I I just I don't even go on Twitter. Um, I try to avoid it for at least a few days, if not a week. I typically don't really read much news. I don't really listen to many podcasts because I just the overreaction is is wild. And I mean, should we take new information and react to it? Sure. But when you're, you know, like literally ready to drop Cam Akers, it's like, 
like, what are you doing? Just relax. You know, um, all the guy, everybody freaking out about like Aaron Rodgers and all that. Well, he's old now. And, you know, the comments in some of my leagues, it's just like, oh my God, guys, like just, just, you know, calm down. So listen, that creates opportunity, right? Anytime there's chaos, there's opportunity and chaos. And so if somebody's panicking, I mean, take advantage, throw out some, throw out some offers that, you know, maybe are decent offers instead of just crazy low balls. And somebody might actually consider it if they are worried. Um, what are your general thoughts on on week one and kind of early in the season? And do you have any strategies that that you implement in your leagues as far as, you know, what to do with this new information? Man, Cowboys are toast. That's my week one overreaction. Um, <laughs> That's not over. You know what I did? You know what I did? I traded Dak this morning with Jonathan Taylor. This is my overreaction. I traded him with Jonathan Taylor, Sky Moore, and TJ Hawkinson for Josh Woo. Allen and Travis Kelsey. Oh, wow. Love it. I traded the Hall. Yeah. So Okay. All right. That's my overreaction this, this week. Right. But other than that, you know. That's Saints. an upgrade, though. That's an upgrade. Mm-hmm. What so, was, what was that mean, Taysom Hill? See, that that's, again, he had basically, like, two big plays and he got in the end zone. So now people are spending all their fab on him or like they're freaking out. It's like, guys, do you, do you realize like what happened? Did you see, you know, the OJ Howard thing is insane. The guy ran six routes, six. And he just happened to catch two touchdowns. Like I get it. It happens. Like it, you, you always get those random guys. Right. But, um, you know, you can make all the arguments about, oh, well, he's so talented, and, you know, he's at Alabama. Well, that was like eight years ago, okay? He just went through four teams in, in How's that know, working four for weeks, Smith? basically. So, you know, I mean, come on. You just got to – it's 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 too much for me. I can't – I can't. It's just – Oh, yeah. Sell them, I guess. Sell them, you know. Shit, I'll take anything for guys like that. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I've been I've been buying a lot of Isaiah Pacheco, you know. Okay. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I enjoy watching him run. He's this north and south straight up runner, and he uh, runs with power. He's a seventh round pick, which is cool. Uh, but my my favorite thing about him is his speed. He's fast, and uh, he's a good receiver. Um, you're a Big Ten guy, so you probably watched him in college, right? He did pretty well against uh, Michigan State. I remember. I remember. Yep, that was always a name in the back of my mind. So I am glad that my early drafts, I can afford fifth round rookie drafts. Um, I actually traded him for uh, John Dotson. I think I got Dotson and a third for him. Uh, nice. Like right before week one. Uh, one. One of my share. I'm always willing to move a couple of shares when you get guys that late, if you can turn a profit on it, because then it's like the other shares are just free. Whatever happens, you know, it's free money. So. Um, you know, I felt like turning a guy into a guy like Dotson, especially, hey, again, Penn State, right? Big Ten guy. We saw him. We know what he could do. Uh, even if you don't love him or you don't love his size or whatever, it's like, oh, yeah, take a shot on that. And he and he gave us two touchdowns week one, which, again, probably not going to be the norm, but he was out there as the starter. He did run around a lot of uh, routes and, and played a lot of snaps. So, you know, that's a, that's a good thing. Um, any players that Maybe coming into the season, you were already down on that. Now you're, you know, you are actually worried because week one didn't go well. Yeah, CeeDee Lamb. I never have been high on him, man. Ugh. He's, okay, so first of all, I, was, I didn't like him because Amari Cooper was there. And then now I don't like him because he never really broke out when Amari Cooper was there. He did, he had his flashes. He's a good wide receiver, but now Dak's gone for mm-hmm. four to eight weeks. So I am concerned for him. I am concerned for players like uh, T. Higgins. He suffered a concussion. You know, yeah, concussions are serious, man. So I hope he gets okay. Uh, I hope that he is able to play soon. Um, and then Najee Harris. I hope he's okay too, man, because, oh, you know. Dude. I hate losing players like that. That's yeah, it's that's the worst. And uh, you know, on Dak, I heard uh, I, there's a couple injury guys. Um, I think it's at FB Injury Doc on Twitter. 
um, Edwin Porras. He does a great breakdown of, you know, what the injuries are, how they recover, and then, you know, how things work for a normal person, just a normal, just, just you and me and, and, and anybody else out there, right? And then we can apply that to athletes, and then we can look at the past injuries and see what the timeline is on that. So it looks to me like uh, the Cowboys have a bye in week nine, and, and basically it's, they're saying, you know, it's really six weeks to recover. And so then you add on essentially two weeks because, you know, he's an athlete, he plays football, and it's going to get hit again. And so if you don't want that high re-injury risk, that by waiting that extra two weeks gets you there. And, of course, the bye is right there in the middle. So week 10 is where I see him coming back. However, I can definitely see him on uh, Jerry Jones' yacht or helicopter, um, you know, or wherever he's got him, you know, slipping him some millions or whatever it takes to try to get him back early uh, because, you know, Jerry knows they're screwed without him. Um, you know what Jerry Jones could do? Uh, you know, he could do a few things. <laughs> Go for the one hundred and one here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what it put it puts the uh, it, it increases the odds now that Matt Rule is not the first coach fired, which I in my prediction, uh, Mike McCarthy is definitely in the running. Um, which you I know, know I'm not I don't allowed know. to swear, so I won't say what I was going to say. But get that, get that f at ff out of here man you can you can know what that ff means but i mean you know watching him in green bay for so many years i mean i was thankful as a bears fan just watching him waste aaron Rodgers. Uh, i was mm-hmm. very grateful for that and i always told my packers friends that you're just wasting aaron Rodgers, man you need a different coach and then sure enough uh we're seeing the same things again there nothing has changed nothing's different so yeah, I wonder that, if it's just a be... quarterback at that point. It's not. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, um, I mean, but, uh, I love Pack, but yeah. Uh, so the big thing for me with Week One was um, losing my fantasy leagues. I lost a lot of leagues this week, man. That's yeah. my reaction. Yeah, Gosh. I mean, you know what? I always assume I'm gonna lose Week One because here's the thing. I, this is where I differ from a lot of people. I mean, as a portfolio player, I should be way better at lineups. I suck at lineups. I don't know which guy's going to do what. I don't, I don't know, man. I try. I read everything. I look at everything. I look at matchups. I look at this and that. I try to make the best decision. But especially week one, we don't know anything. So I just, you know, I just throw in a lineup. I don't worry about it. I don't spend a ton of time on it. And I just figure I'm going to lose. And then if I win any of them, I'm happy. And like when I score yeah. like 220 points in some of them, it's like, oh yeah, that's awesome, right? So now I know like I have a real squad. But honestly, actionable advice, like I don't really, I don't really care or worry about anything until week four. After week four, I want to know four games in where am I at, um, and that is according to Jordan McNamara statistically. You know, that's really the breaking point to say, like, you might be one and three, but if you look at the rest of your leagues and you look at where do you sit with your, you know, points wise, are you like third highest in points or just have bad luck? You know, have you had a bunch of injuries, whatever? When you factor in everything, you know, that's really going to tell you where you're going to end up at the end of the season. So that's where I uh, analyze, spend a lot of times after week four. So right now, the first few weeks, I'm just trying to, to feel things out. I'm not necessarily making a ton of trades unless there's opportunity, people panicking or whatever. Um, or if I can dump a guy that I've been trying to move forever, like a Michael Thomas, this is the perfect time to move a Michael yep. Thomas. Like I I, just, I don't have any shares left, I don't think. Um, so I don't have any to sell at this point. But if I did, you know, this, this would be the time. Um, you know, but other than that, I'm kind of waiting until week four. So I'm not, I'm not really super worried. Now, I want to ask you though, in from a Debbie standpoint, should should we be looking at you know some of us? Debbie's becoming a lot more popular, right? Because we started playing Dynasty to get better at Keeper and redrafts and all that. Now we're playing Debbie to get better at Dynasty. So, how much how much attention are you paying to college? I mean, obviously, if you're a college fan, you're watching college football. But as far as from your managing your Dynasty or Debbie league, um. You know, are you 
Are you still looking at week four? Are you starting to make moves sooner? Are you identifying guys early and making moves, especially if you know you want to maybe try to get ahead of the trend on, on some of these guys? I mean, when, when Alabama's playing, you know, the Citadel, it's hard to tell, you know, who's, who's really good and, and who's not. These guys are putting up some crazy stats and just atrocious matchups. So how do you really know who's who's legit and uh, all that? So do you early season? Do you have any actionable advice? Yeah. So you look for the big matchups and you just look for those players in those matchups. Um, you know, if you're if you're looking to scout some of those games where they play FCS opponents, go for it. But you're gonna really just get their fundamentals and you get to see that. So. Um, my favorite thing to do for preseason is watch those big games, like I said. So Sean Tucker played uh, – he's a Syracuse player, and they played Louisville. Right. And that's yep. a – yeah, so that's an ACC matchup right there, and that's a good game. Sean Tucker took a huge screen pass to the house. So it just shows his, like, his talent. So right. you're just like, yeah, I'm sold on him. He's, he's a good player. So you, so you can identify get, that and make, you know make offers for him or you know get yeah. ahead of get ahead of the curve hopefully before he really breaks out. Exactly, and then like for example, there's uh, Arkansas's running back for uh, football. His name is Raheem mm-hmm. Sanders, and they play like yes. South Carolina in SEC matchup, and now he's like one of the leading rushers after I think was it have they played two games? Yeah, two games, and he has two hundred seventy three yards. His name is Rocket Sanders. Yeah, he's That's sick. Awesome. He's he's a stud. And then you got kids like Henry Parrish from Miami who are just catching a lot of balls as well as rushing. And they get like all the touchdowns on their team because I'm a big Tyler Van Dyke fan. Uh, big okay. Tyler Van Dyke fan. TVD. Okay. So, uh, yep. you know, Henry Parrish is vulturing a lot of his touchdowns. Um, but he's also getting them receiving, so that's nice. Uh, and then you're kind of worried for Alabama. Alabama's wide receivers haven't really broken out. Their game against Texas was it was a big game. Quinn Ewers looked legit. Uh, you know, then they had Card come in and he made a couple big throws and he let the rushing attack do its thing. But John Robinson looked real. Um, he did it against the real defense. So you, he's the one on one next year. And um, yeah, yeah. So I mean. It's it's a lot of overreactions, but it's not because there are big matchups in the first couple of weeks. You just got to find yeah, the that, right ones. that Alabama-Texas game, that's right. And so when they are normally playing teams like the Citadel, um, it is nice to see them play Texas. And then, you know, I don't know if Texas you is back. that game. Yeah, yeah. But, but what I'm curious is when you go against an Alabama defense, I don't care if it's week one or, or the championship, you know that's a legit D and you know they're ready. So you can tell something about Quinny Roos or B. John or um, Xavier Worthy or whoever these guys are, right? You can you can um, you can get some sort of opinion on on these guys. So I think that's that's huge to pay attention to those early matchups. Now a lot you know, with Alabama, everybody's probably watching that. So it's not like you're you're sneaking one by anybody there, but um you know, some of the smaller games, um, you know, a team that both of us know pretty well, seeing uh, a guy like J.J. McCarthy come in and run the offense where we've seen Cade McNamara basically be the Chad Pennington for the last, you know, year. Like, don't throw a pick, don't throw it deep, throw a bunch of screens, you know, don't lose the game. And then all of a sudden, J.J. comes in. He is not just for a series, not just for a play, but here's the game, here's the game plan we wrote, you know, it's set up for you, and just watch the dude fall out and what it does for everybody else on the offense. I mean, it's just game changing. Yeah. You know, that's and, that's the type of thing where people don't know that name, J.J. McCarthy, but by the end yeah. of this season, you're, you're going to know who he is. Like, the and common that- man will know who he is. Another name that people should know in that same class of 2024, Amika Egbuka from Ohio State. I might have just butchered, butchered his name. He his, He's a wide receiver. I think that's he's right. He's yeah. very talented. So um, he's one of my favorite talents in the class uh, of 2024 as long as Marvin Harrison Jr. 
we're not talking about him right now because he's a stud in his own right. He's a right? complete stud. So, um, Amika Buka has broken out, and he's just gone nu- nuclear, let's say that, because, you know, someone that's been a Twitter ta- uh, in the Twitter echo chambers today. So, <laughs> yeah. he went nuclear and had a lot of uh, receiving yards in the first couple games. And then, you know, I really like a couple of these receivers in the 2023 class coming out. We got, okay. uh, let me give you some names, Jordan Addison. Yeah. USC. Yep. He uh, transferred from Pitt to oh, yeah. USC. Okay. Cedric Cedric Tillman, Tennessee. Tennessee playing yep. with uh, yep one of my Debbie quarterbacks. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite one, Jaden Reed, MSU. Ah yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, those are those are just some of the little lesser known. Names as like you have the Keishon Boutes, you have your JSNs. Sure. Those those are the obviouses, but then you have to go and decipher into the second round and find out who you're going to take. Like, because how many receivers are honestly going to go in this first round? You got like probably four to five quarterbacks that are going to go in the first round. As long as that's how it's drafted, at like, then you're going to have right. probably four running backs go in the first round. So there's nine already. So you're probably looking at Michael Mayer as well if you're in tight end premium. Right. So there's 10. So you're looking at two wide receivers, JSN and Keishon Boutte. So then your second round is just littered with these wide receiver talents. So if you're able to rebuild right now and just build on second round picks, you can load up on your wide receivers. So start trading like some some wide receivers. Oh, Justin Watson, Tuddy. Oh, really? Um, but yeah, of if you course. can trade your uh, – if you can trade these – wide receivers that are aging on your roster and get out a year a little too early. And so the seconds are early. worth it is what yeah. we're saying. Okay. Yeah, these seconds, okay. These seconds can flower, man. They're going to, they're yeah. going to bud and uh, they'll flower. So it's all okay. right now. And there's some good running backs too, that are just going to slip. So just because yeah, I mean, there's so many to. in the class. Yeah. They just yeah. have, right. Right. You got okay. Zach Charbonnet. He's going to flip and he's talented. Oh, Dude, he started as a true freshman. Was out there, three down back, pass pro, everything. I mean, he Blake was, Corum's gonna slip. He was legit. Yes, Blake Corum. Well, he's, he's kind of small. He's a little small. He's, he's but he's at the same tall. time, running backs don't have to be tall. Yeah, right. So I'm I'm gonna draft so much Blake Corum. He's thick. I'm gonna he's draft explosive. so, and he's a good receiver for the part. He catch. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. He comes into the place I work, and he is such a freaking nice guy. Really. Yeah, dude. It's crazy. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm going to draft a lot of Blake Corum. You just don't know with some of these guys. And, like, you know, yeah. I've, I, it's been – I'm pretty sure I've told this story on the podcast before, but it's probably been a really long time um, if I did. But I, my goal is to go to every stadium. So I'm, I'm every year hopefully trying to get to a new one. And I went to Kansas City uh, for a Chargers game. And obviously, I'm not from Kansas City, so I stayed at a hotel. And it happened to be the same hotel that the Chargers team stayed at. And um, I ran into, you know, a couple of guys, you know, names I've forgotten at this point, but, you know, some old linemen and stuff and just, like, being, being you know, I'm 6'5". So, like, I've, I've never been, like, overwhelmed by somebody's size before, other than Yao Ming. That, that was freaky. Mm. Um, but, you know... Some of these big old linemen. I think Nick Hardwick was one of those guys back then on the Chargers. I uh, was there a long time. But uh, I walk in the elevator one time, and uh, Philip Rivers and Charlie Whitehurst are standing there. And they're both taller than me. And, I mean, they're listed at 6'5", but they're, like, four inches taller than me. I'm like, what are these guys? Um, but it was very clearly Philip And I'm in town from, from Chicago, and, you know, Jay Cutler had been traded to Chicago. Uh, and him and... Rivers had that Denver uh, Chargers rivalry, and so I I had on under my shirt like a Jay Cutler thing, and I was like I opened it up and I was like Jay Cutler says hi uh, to Philip Rivers, and he was he was like oh, good one or you know something like that, and I was like okay dude, you know I don't know what I expected as a response, but I just thought it was funny that he was like you know just like he's probably so sick of it. <laughs> Well, like, yeah, no, yeah, no doubt. I mean, especially at that point. But, uh, you know, it was like, he, 
He's like, who is this guy to do this to me? Rivers, right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, who does this guy I also, think he is? I also, uh, I met Eddie Royal. And if you remember, oh, Eddie Royal mm-hmm. had like one Small monster season, one monster season with um, with Jay Cutler, I believe, in mm-hmm. Denver, right? Uh, and then oh, he yeah. moved around a little bit, and he was just just like you said about Corum. He was the nicest guy. Chatted with him forever, just like just randomly, not like it was like some fan event or something. We we're just staying at the hotel. I ran into him. We chatted. Like it was just that's really cool, you know. Like just stuff like that you hear and. You know, <laughs> sometimes we don't know what these guys are like, but it always reminds me that there are a lot of good dudes, and it is fun to root for some of these guys. So yeah, I've met Nico Collins too. Good dude. Speaking of, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Also, all right. My place there you me. go. That's that's for uh, that's for uh, Ridley Truther out there. That's no, that's, that's his guy, Nico Collins. That is Let's why go. I push him so hard. He's he he gets the chicken club quesadilla, man. <laughs> he knows what's oh, up man he he uh he was another one of those guys just screwed by michigan quarterbacks when you had um you had basically like johnny manzel like oh, yeah. junior with uh shea patterson mixed shea patterson little, uh, oh basically man, bo nix for the first bo nix <laughs> the original That's he what was I call terrible him. Terrible. Could not get the ball to him, but like Nico, you could tell he's just big, strong, fast. So you you knew he had a shot. DPJ yeah. too, man. And look at he got like eleven targets last week, I think, from uh, Brissett. It was I nice. Mean, that's that's uh, there we go, man. There's some talent there. Those guys. I drafted him in the fishbowl. Interesting when you have a quarterback, right? Oh yeah. I drafted Nico Collins in fishbowl. So nice. Look at that. We got it covered. Yeah. Um. um my favorite thing about the fishbowl this year is the kicker scoring. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, you can flex your kickers now, and you can just flex like one or two of them and be okay for the week. Uh, dude. But I missed out on I, Cade uh, York on the waivers. I, I wrecked my team. Because, like, so I was a finalist last year, and, like, when you nice. make it that far, it's really cool. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And it, that's, it brings out the best of the community. Right, like I heard from so many people, and I had so much support. It was really awesome, a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But then it's like when you get to that point, the only other thing you can do is win, right? So you just mm. have to basically go all out, all upside, like the highest possible upside roster of like you need everybody to stay healthy and hit. And like I'm already done. It's like Dak got hurt, and um, like a couple of like I just. I don't know. My team just—I knew it was an incredible long shot, but at that point, it's like you finish three thousand or you finish first, right? Like, what is it? Mm-hmm. You know, finish twelve hundred or eighteen hundred or twenty-five hundred. So, um, Juju's killing yeah, me man. this week. Want to go for it? Want to go for it? What are his stats right now? <laughs> Two for six. Okay, so, he's doing so, great. So Pittsburgh Juju, not early Pittsburgh Juju, recently. Yeah. But at least I have O.J. Howard going. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, you're guaranteed multiple touchdowns. So I might actually start Juwan Johnson. I this is a tight end streamer that I've been picking up a lot. Juwan Johnson. He I have got a, a pretty good amount of. Huh? Yeah, he's got uh-huh. a pretty good amount of snaps. So I think okay. I might play him because I drafted Mike Kosicki before I knew that he was going to be toast. Oh so. yes, yes. As yeah. soon as I drafted him, everyone's like, "Why did you draft him?" I was like, "Oh shoot, I, I wasn't caught up." <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I understand you want a guy to fit your system and do the things you need to do, and, and blocking is very important. How they run that system, I, I totally get that. But at the same time, he's incredibly talented. Yeah. Like, you can't find a few plays for this guy, you know? Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Um. Ridley Truther asks if we're starting Taysom Hill on the flex in any tight end premium leagues. And that is an absolute no because I don't roster any Taysom Hill in my football league. So. Me neither. I can't I if I wanted Taysom. to. And if I did, I wouldn't. So, um, you know, I, I guess he's as likely as anyone else. But I'm just saying, when you have, you know, if you have a healthy Thomas and you have Jarvis Landry and you have Chris Olave, I mean, uh, if Kamara's healthy, which right now he's not, so maybe that's where you make the argument. 
um, that whole running back targets versus tight end targets. You know, I, I guess there's an argument to be made, but um, you won't you won't be making it from me. I'm I'm perfectly happy starting like a Hayden Hurst or an Austin Hooper or something like that. Yeah, know. Austin Pooper more like it. So yeah, he's t- he's pretty terrible, but you know, <laughs> he might catch six for like thirty next week because they're going to be yeah. down big and you know having to throw most likely against Buffalo. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cooper Rush, man, what a what a waiver wire acquisition there. So in a league where I had Dak, uh, the guy, you know, you know, the cool thing to do now is as soon as a guy like makes a catch, you put him on the trade block, right? Like that's the cool thing to do. Or like somebody gets hurt and then they're the next guy up, so you put him on the trade block. Mm. So the guy put him on a trade block and made a comment, and I just said, well, you know, I I have Dak, so. Sure, I'd like to replace him, but what you're going to have to do is send me your rookie fifth-round pick with Cooper Rush in order for me to take him to waste the roster on him. Yeah, yeah, because um, I would rather just drop him than. Honestly. I've been trying to move Jalen Warren for a third yeah. for weeks. Can't get a third. No, really. Nobody yeah, buys. I would, I would think a third would be. He'd be one of those backs I'd buy for a third with. Yeah. Not, maybe not week two, but at some point I would. Um, you gotta you know think Aji's gonna miss some time, man. Yeah, I want to get a trade review real quick because I just made a trade. Let's do it. All right. Stefan Diggs or Derrick Henry, Tyrion Davis Price, and a 2025 depleted first because it's Debbie. Oh. Wow. I mean, I with and no other like, contact. PPR, it's hard. full PPR. Okay. I so for me it's it's Diggs just because I want the best player in that. Um, but I could I could see the other side uh, just for all the pieces you get there, you know, which is obviously why somebody would do it. Uh, I'm I'm still going Diggs there though. I mean he's a, he's such a beast. That's who I traded for. Okay. So I hit up the Diggs I, owner because he went he went zero and one. And I said, hey, man, I saw you lost Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. I have Tyrion Davis-Price. Okay. I can help you out there. And I see you need another running back. I have Derrick Henry for you. Beautiful. I'll, I'll throw in a 2025 first because I don't have a 2023 or 2024 because I traded them already. It's Debbie. Yeah, well, and that's probably easy to get back if you really wanted to. So Exactly, it's um, Debbie. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's... Uh... Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, I still think Henry's a monster, um, and I I like oh, TDP enough. But at the same time, uh, I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll with Diggs there. So yeah, nice job. See, and that's what I'm talking about. Where you can, you don't have to overreact, but you can react to the news that we have. Right? We have new info, and you can take advantage to somebody who's worried. Like if you're worried about being zero and one, like I think honestly you're doing it wrong. So yeah. um, good for you for for doing that. But um, another thing I want to talk about is getting out on uh, players a year too early. Yeah. Like, yes. Some players that are, I think are players that are candidates for that this year, Alvin Kamara, uh, someone yeah. I just traded for, Stefan Diggs. Um, there, there are players that you can get out a, a year or two too early on who are still going to produce at elite numbers who might just fall off like – Amari Cooper was a name that I traded a lot of in 2020, 2021. Too, yeah. And, um, you know, there's all these these players that you got to get out a year early on. Do you feel Steve it's Cooper positional? Cup. Like, are you more like saying that running back-wise or not yes. necessarily? Wide, okay. wide receivers are less of an effect to this. Uh, but running backs definitely have this effect. So, like, you're looking Just at Alvin Kamara. Just going to oh, still, they hit 27. Mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara at his peak value right now is going to just continue to go down because, I mean, he just got hurt a little bit, so he's banged up right now, so don't trade him right now. But he is going to continue to have receiving work no matter what. So he'll still hold his value at some point, but it's not going to be what it is now. Yeah, right. You can hold him. You can hold him for the production he's going to give now. But I'd rather trade it for an asset that'll only grow. Like if if I could have traded Alvin Kamara a year ago for Michael Pittman, I would. In a heartbeat. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. Yeah. No. But that that ship has sailed already. 
No, yeah, See, you, could, you gotta you find those players you can trade for. I would trade Alvin Kamara for Amon Ross St. Brown straight up, but that probably won't get done. Really? Okay, that's interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I think that could get done if Kamara's. If you know, if the next couple weeks Kamara comes back and looks like Kamara and he's getting targets. You know, I, I think that could get done. I think yeah. people are worried a little bit about like Jameson Williams and everything, but I think they're gonna play well off of each other. Amara's I agree. More the possession guy. And, I'm going to get six yards a route. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. So it's like he's the short guy. Jamison's going to get like 18 yards a route. So it's going to be pretty insane for the the two to be able to play together because Chark's going to be the intermediate guy. And then you got Amon Ra, the short guy. And then you got Jamison working from the outside going deep. So it's going to be a decent offense. Like the Lions put up 35 points. That was a high-scoring game. It hit the over on Vegas. So, yeah. you know, that was that was a fun game to watch. The Lions were never out of the game completely. They were down by 17 at one point, three scores, but they still yeah, pulled they it came. back within one score. Um, yeah. They didn't have to go for the onside kick, but I understand the reasoning to shorten the field just in case you didn't get it, and they can't waste the clock on you. So right. I, I get that. Um, I just wish that they would have won. Yeah, that's um... – I, they, you know, I think Hard Knocks really shed a light on if people didn't know, like what Dan Campbell was all about, um, which I did. But what I didn't know was how the coolest thing, and they highlighted it right away. I think it was literally the first episode, maybe the second. Um, how that was a team of coaches that were players, yeah. right? Like those guys were all guys I grew up watching play, and it's like. Oh, yeah. These guys are all like hardcore badass coaches now. Like, how cool is that? Dude, so, Staley. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, oh, yeah. And and you look at those guys and you're like, okay, these guys know what they're talking about. They know not only to like be able to teach technique and, you know, the nuance of the game, but then also like uh, just how to manage, you know, every everything else going on right you got to manage your body you got to get through the season you have to do all these things and these guys speak from experience you know i mean there's certainly a lot of great coaches that didn't yeah you play. think mike mccarthy it's, did <laughs> well that that's my point right there's you know you can't take anything away from the you know the great coaches that didn't play or didn't play at a high level but at the same time when when the guy telling you that you know, played in the league for a long time. Like, how can you not take it seriously, right? So I just think that's, um, you know, that's huge, like a respect factor, right? And, like, yeah, those guys are going to be fighting hard and playing hard. I think Detroit is going to be, like, not, not like a great team, but just really, really tough to beat week in and week out, you know? And, like, yeah. they're going to they're they're gonna gonna cover the spread. Cover yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'd be betting on that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll probably beat the Bears twice, I would guess. So, um, although the Bears beating the Niners was absolutely hilarious, uh, so I will I will take that one just because it's funny. But um, I really, you know, I'd rather just get the first pick and you know get some weapons there for for field. Oh yeah, um, he would be so good with uh, JSN. JSN back in that offense. <laughs> and they know each other. Nothing yeah, more. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. that would be be like the Burrow Chase, the Tua Waddle. You know, get get that whole thing going again, right? You know what kind of college player everyone's excited about that doesn't excite me yet? Who's that? That Quentin Johnston guy. Okay, okay. He's from TCU. TCU. I just never under like I never really understood why he got so much hype. I understand he's a freak, and I understand he can like make some cool catches, but like he doesn't really. He, I don't know, I don't know his stats off the top of my head, but this year he hasn't really produced much. Well, I don't. I, I think TCU had a had some big changes with their offense and quarterback. They and lost Zachary back. Evans. Okay, they lost Zach Evans. I think though their quarterback is it like Max Dugan um, was yeah. there for like seventeen years. You know, kind of like uh, forever, like the Penn State quarterback that like Sean Clifford that just won't leave. Like he's terrible, but like he's that like leader, so he just keeps playing and he's not good. Um, that's kind of like what 
what they had going on there. So it was hard for me to believe that uh, they would get much production out of the receiver. They could have a new quarterback now. I don't. I don't know that for sure. I don't follow TCU football. So in the big in the Big Twelve last year, he put up six hundred and twelve yards, six touchdowns, and thirty three receptions. This year, he's put up five receptions for forty four yards, no touchdowns in two games. Oh boy! So, and it was against Colorado and like some Texas team, Tar- Tarleton Texans. Tarleton what? Texans. I don't even know what right? that is. Dude, they're one and one though, so they got what is it? At least the Tarleton Texans, bro. They're FCS. <laughs> I don't they're, they're, they're first place in the way. <laughs> I have never heard of that. Oh, that's what you didn't watch the Tarleton Texans last week. Wow, that is... that's my new me. favorite team. Tarleton State. <laughs> is that what it is? Or no? Yeah. Tarleton, uh, Tarleton, Tarleton Texans. That's all said. Okay. okay. But yeah, so. Uh, he well had, then. He had two yeah. receptions for 22 yards against the Tarleton Texans. Yeah, the Tarleton Texans. Not, something's not right there. You he, know? He's going to break out eventually. Like, but for now, I'm concerned. I don't. Okay. I don't have a round one grade on him yet for the 2023 first round like picks, the top okay. 12. I don't have him in my top 12. He's right outside of it, but he has the potential to move up there because he is a freak. He is a freak of a nature. Like he's well, a six is, four, two hundred fifty pound freak. This is so. exactly why I wanted you to come on and talk about some of these guys because even if you know, even for listeners that aren't in Debbie leagues, like you still have to understand what's coming up in the next draft, right? And and like yeah. you said earlier is everybody's trying to get those 23 first, which we know is basically impossible. But here you're saying, look at the depth at these positions, and those 23 seconds are going to be valuable too. So yeah. if people are more willing to part with those, you know, then you have to do that. And then if you combine that with, you know, my essentially my strategy of that week four breaking point or turning point, you know, where you could start you looking at it and you're saying, yeah, I'm not really uh, a contender. You could start getting ahead of the league by selling off a few of those vets, picking up those seconds. And now you're in more of a retool than, than a rebuild situation. Right. So, oh, yeah. Um, you know, and then I think like, that, that's huge. shoot, man, if you're looking to get a running back this year, I can list off five names off the top of my head. So that's five players that are instantly going to be like first round picks, in my opinion, for the 2023 class. Right. Bijan Robinson, Zach Evans, uh, Zach Charbonnet, in my opinion, is worth a first round pick. Sean Tucker, and yep. then Jameer Gibbs, and Jameer Tank Gibbs. Bigsby, six. Yes, Tank. Okay, maybe six okay. names. Okay. I mean, you got Georgia running backs, um, and then you got like uh, maybe Tavion Thomas from uh, Utah. He's a sleeper pick right there. He's a pretty okay. good running back. Uh, Jalen Berger out of Michigan State's a pretty good running yep. back. Um, he came from Wisconsin, right? Yes, he did. And okay. then, oh, dude, 2024, some dudes at running back. Like, so I'm even not even if, joking. You know, even if we're not sure if they're necessarily going to be first, at least seconds, right? So then, then we start looking at, okay, yeah, 23 seconds are going to be valuable because you can still get some running backs there. You can definitely yeah, 20, get some receivers. thirds even, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Any of these picks hold value, and it's crazy that people are willing to part with them like me. Like just I'll, throw them. Yeah, they just, just like, throw them out there. If it's not a first, here you go, right? I feel like less people are going to trade their picks on the clock this year. Okay, okay. So. I definitely found that this this year, like this draft, that really? were, it was hard to trade in. Yeah. I traded in so easily this year. Really? I got interested. Yeah, nobody wanted to draft this year. See, I was not able to get into like seconds or move up or trade, you know, like an Mm -hmm. early second or like late second, a third. Like, I was not able to move around in a lot of these drafts uh, compared to the previous year. What did I do? I traded Chase Claypool for a fifth round Debbie pick in a league. And I'll tell you why. I got. I got a really good uh, college player, and I'm looking at my draft right now. I got freaking Relique Brown out of USC. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He is a I think I have him in our league. I think I took him in our league. Nope, that was me. Was it? Okay. All right. I took him somewhere. I I traded him. 
I traded up and took him way too early in our league. I took him like the sixth round. <laughs> But I got him in the fifth round here. I traded oh, Chase yeah. Claypool for him. But, yeah, Chase Claypool looks like he's going to be in a rushing role now. So that's pretty cool. I never lied. I never liked him. So. Yeah. I don't, I don't he's going to get manufactured touches, though, so he's going to have some fantasy value for the next couple of weeks while Najee's out, if he's out. Right. I guess. So. I guess. Well, yeah, so I guess if you have shares and you want to move them, you know, mm-hmm. take advantage, right? That's that's yeah. kind of what we're looking for early in the season is where can you sell, where can you buy? And, you know, we'll definitely get into some buys, you know, buys and sells over the next few weeks as we do this podcast too. So, I mean, we, we always hit those, but it's good to be thinking about that ahead of time. So when people Buy are, Christian Watson, bro. You know, that, yes, exactly. Stuff like that, right? Where people are like, oh, look, look at that guy. He can't catch. I mean, he can't he catch. He dropped the football. I mean, you know, yeah, it, he, he can't, but he will, right? He will, you know, he will. So, uh, yeah, if if somebody's like, if he totally can cook a defensive back that, like that, oh, dude, that then he's still gonna get, yeah, he's gonna earn targets if he can do that. Yes, yes. So and from that was my point, take from it. I mean, I laughed uh, at it because it happened, but you know, yeah. I was like, dang, <laughs> he cooked him though. <laughs> Was like, I was like, that was the perfect play, and you yeah. dropped it, man. Like, you did everything right, and you still dropped it. Yeah. yeah. He was kicking but, himself. I know that. He's not going to do it again. Listen, a, this this week, this week, they're playing Sunday night against the Bears. So yes. you can pretty much guarantee he's going to catch one. You know, if, they're gonna, if he's going to do it, it's going to be against the Bears. It's going to be like a one-handed uh, – he's going to do yeah. a front flip yeah. while doing it because he's getting hit by, like, Roquan Smith. It'll be like and then, yeah. <laughs> the new. And he's gonna hold on to it. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. So, uh, trade for him now before it's too late. <laughs> yeah, damn. This is your final warning. Yeah, I I never got the Romeo Dobbs hype. Um, I, I mean, do like him as a player, but yeah, he also. Yeah. Back in the day, I did a college parlay, and Nevada was my final leg to lose to Fresno State, and uh, oh, no. or just to not even cover Carson Fred. Strong and uh, Romeo Dobbs. Carson Strong drove the field eighty yards in under thirty seconds and scored a touchdown with Romeo Dobbs the whole time, <laughs> and ran the parlay. Yeah, that you'll we'll remember that one, one forever. Uh, yeah. You got you got to move on though from. I mean, see, I liked him in May when I could take him in like the fourth round of rookie drafts, right? But then we had then uh, one of my last pick. drafts, one of my last drafts that was like a couple weeks before the season here. He went at like the 108. Like, what? Like, I saw him go like, 110. You know, so I, I just, I don't, I don't understand that. That's what happened. The hype builds because of overreaction, right? Like we yeah. go, well, we see in the playoffs, a guy makes one play, and it's like, well, how does he go from a fourth round rookie pick to first like that? Just, just blows my mind, man. Like you got to stick to what you do. And the thing is, like we all can't watch college football. We can't watch every game. We can't know every player. Uh, but that's where, like, I have guys like you, and then you know these guys, and then we can kind of stick to what we think of them at the time. And so if they do blow up, fine, let them blow up somewhere else because we'll, we'll take the next guy that, that doesn't have an idea, you know, like that's, that's yeah. always how I'm going to do it. Definitely. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of like keep trade, uh, not keep trade cut, but a uh, start like state advice and okay. trade advice just to work on it. Mm-hmm. And it just has helped me like become a better, more decisive trader. You know, because you're seeing, you yeah, you're people, seeing a lot repetition, but, volume, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's one of the things smart. that I found. Um, Very smart. I'm still mind blown by this Carlton, um, whatever the hell it is, Carlton Texans. This Carlton Texans, man. Unbelievable! That's going to be the name of this uh, episode, I think. It's the way the to do it. The Ruin Tarleton Texans. <laughs> they must be. Well, Texas is a big place. I used to live there, so. Um, Gator Gator Jay's calling you out here. So. I just did. I just um, did. I got you. All right. All right. 
There you go. That's that's our guy. That's our guy, Gator. We're in. Um, I think Gator is in the. Gator's my guy, man. He he's in uh, W League with me. I'm pretty sure. Or C two C. Nice. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. See, this is the problem in your fifty league. You can't remember all this. But, uh, yeah, Gator J. Yeah, he's in the uh, rewind. Uh, the rewind C two C and. Uh, so yeah, look at that. One of the guys I was oh. really in on this year in uh, in Devi is Darnell Washington, and he's a tight end from Georgia. Okay. And I drafted a he's lot. He's behind Bowers, Rock Bowers. Yeah, he's behind Bowers, and he's okay. ahead of Gilbert. So okay. he hurdled a guy against Oregon. Really, he's a tight end who's six eight who hurdled a guy who's like two hundred ninety pounds. And Saw hurdled that man. So that's. That's uh, I did not realize he was a tight end. Okay. Okay. Yes. So yeah. what is what's up with there, Gilbert, by the way? Don't know. Couldn't tell you. Just hey, it's all could it's all smoke and mirrors. Bo Nix came to Oregon and he was like, I'm out of here, man. Yeah, dude. Like I would have done the same personally. So. Eric Gilbert's just uh he can't transfer because he'll have to sit out a year because he's already transferred. Right, right, right. Interesting. I don't know. Oh yeah, I gave him that team. <laughs> I gave Gator. Yeah, I gave that Gator was the a, team you took, a very right? nice team. Yeah, I went thirteen right. and zero last year. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Not to toot my own horn, <laughs> but I took Sean Tucker in like the ninth round, <laughs> and I went undefeated because of it. And I was at the the funny thing is I, I was at the expo talking to Nate Christian uh, at yep. Nate NFL on Twitter front of and, the show yeah and i was just i was just like yo syracuse has a pretty good running back nate he's like oh sure they do his <laughs> name's sean tucker and he's like it's because you drafted him isn't it and i was like yeah <laughs> and, and look he's, at that yeah he's pretty good <laughs> yeah look at that look at that i mean you know uh what did that what is that saying like uh even you know even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while or something like that. Um, you know, and, and uh, speaking of nuts, um, I didn't know, I don't know if you know this, Matt. Well, I do know that you don't know this, but we are actually officially sellouts now. We, uh, we have an actual sponsor of the show. And this Dynasty Junkies episode is brought to you by Manscaped. So that's, that's pretty amazing. Uh, I'm going to do a quick read on this. We can get paid and uh, be sellouts. And then uh, we, can, we can wrap things up here. So, Sounds good. Support for Dynasty Junkies is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you our very own junkies listeners 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping we did check on this because we do have international listeners and uh you know they they were wondering do do they ship to england we have many friends in england um you know iceland we have friends in iceland it is free worldwide shipping uh just insert code junkies at manscape.com the code is junkies okay um, so listen, here's, here's the deal on how this works is they actually sent us all this stuff. Um, and I mean, I, I already had a previous version, um, because one of the things like, this is my whole shtick about this is if we're going to be sellouts, I didn't want to be like ESPN back in the day. Like if you listen to ESPN radio, they have all these, uh, commercials for all these different things, you know, like 1-800-Flowers and. Uh, you know, like whatever, there's 58 million different, you know, sponsors on there. Right. And I was like, oh, well, you know, if they're on ESPN, they're probably legit. Right. And so like I needed something from one of these companies, whatever. So I was like, oh, I heard them on ESPN radio. I'll, I'll use them. They were the worst. They were terrible. It was an awful product, awful service. And I was like, well, that's really stupid. But then, you know, you live and you learn that like it's just business man they're just uh they're just getting paid so they don't really care if the products are good or not it's espn they're huge like whatever right 
but we decided that if we are going to actually have a sponsor, it would be, um, you know, something that we actually use and, and enjoy. So uh, that's why we ended up with Manscaped. And obviously they do very well in this industry because there are many other podcasts also sponsored by Manscaped, but uh, it's, you know, it's a great combination. We believe in them. And so it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, the Performance Package 4.0, um, the Lawnmower 4.0 is the newest one. It's the trimmer that basically, I mean, it's it's the future of grooming, basically. Uh, also, within this package, It caresses. It caresses your package. It, I mean, it's, you know... It's nice. I have one myself. I, I don't really have facial hair, so, you know, I can't really... I'm not a master of, of shaving, but let me tell you, this, this really... <laughs> The way that it works is is unbelievable. Uh, it's certainly not like when I was, you know, like 18 and trying to like electric, you know, shave my face, and uh, it di didn't didn't really work out so well. Um, anyway, it also comes with the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, uh, which is probably my favorite thing to use because it doesn't it doesn't hurt. And I recently I was off of this uh, podcast for a couple weeks because. I had my tonsils and adenoids removed as well as my septum repaired and that was incredibly painful and by having the uh the weed whacker nose trimmer i was able to you know clean up and trim and keep groomed without any pain or irritation so i thought that's that's a pretty good uh testimonial there as far as i'm concerned um you know the trimmer is waterproof so that's pretty awesome use it in different environments and it comes with a couple of uh, their their premium products that they created the crop preserver all deodorant and the crop reviver ball toner i mean that's you know come on that's uh you, you know that's some genius marketing right that comes up with that type of stuff but then it also comes with some boxers and travel bags you can bring anything and everything with you anywhere you go always be groomed always be ready um, once again, get 20% off and free shipping worldwide at manscaped.com with the code junkies. So thanks again, Manscaped, for that. We appreciate you. We appreciate our listeners very much. Tonight, we wanted to kind of keep things short and sweet. We wanted to get, um, you know, some of that college reaction, get into some of that. We know Debbie's blowing off a lot. I've started getting in a bunch of Debbie leagues, so having a guy like, at Maddie Big Chest on Twitter on here to talk about some of this. Um, it's good stuff. And like I always say, we want to bring you something a little bit different than than what the other podcasts are doing this time of year. Everybody's talking about, you know, the games and the reactions and all that. So we just want to do some different stuff. Yeah, I make custom MFL graphics too for Debbie League. Yeah. So if you need anything. And so me. that's right. That and I wanted to give you a chance to to talk about that. Where where can people reach out? Where can they hit you up? If you guys see our amazing graphics Matt did those for us, and uh, we are forever grateful for that. Um, he also has set up like our, uh, you know, our fantasy leagues with custom graphics and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's incredible. So yeah, Matt, why don't you tell the people where they can reach out for those things? And you do logos, and um, yeah, you know, yep. for teams and stuff, right? Okay, yep. tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them. So you can reach out on Twitter, Big Chest. Um, my rate is twenty five an hour, but. It is a considerable rate, and I made it low for the fantasy industry just to uh, be able to help out. And I am quick, so it's usually just around 25 to 50 bucks, and you get custom graphics made. So it's it's a win-win. So I hope you guys reach out. Um, if you need anything on MFL, I do charge different rates, and I did post a uh, sheet on MFL. Uh, I do have deals uh, for everything, so just look at the, the sheet on my pinned tweet. So that's awesome. it for me. Awesome. I appreciate that. And uh, hopefully our listeners check it out because it's definitely worth it, especially if you're in a lot of leagues or, you know, like what's real common now is the themed leagues, right? Where you get mm -hmm. into, you know, different things. And like I have one that's uh, video game characters. And so mine is uh, Link, you know, oh, from nice. Zelda. Nice. And I have like the coolest graphics. Um, but yeah, so uh, that is the end of our show shoot. So that is the end of our show. Want to uh, just give our 
stuff here real quick and we can get out of here. So at Dynasty Junkies on Twitter, Rocky's at Dynasty FF Addict. I'm at Scott underscore Sidlow, Bobby at Wrecked Fantasy, and Andrew at Andrew Hall FF. Please, please subscribe, follow the DAP Network at DAP Network um, on YouTube, on Twitter, uh, anywhere and everywhere you can listen to podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Please send in more FFAT submissions. Uh, we had a great show last week, obviously, where we, we hit a whole bunch of them, and we're going to continue doing those for you guys uh, week in and week out. That's uh, uh, one of our favorite segments. We will continue rolling on those. And, man, shout out to, uh, you know, Ridley Truther, Gator J. You know, we get those people in the comments. We appreciate you guys. Um, thanks again to Maddie and for everybody that can't be here tonight, remember Arizona missions, blame all three of them. I'm free and clear junkies. <laughs>